Hi, I'm Alexis. And I'm Dre. This is Altered, a wedding podcast that focuses on weddings affected by the pandemic. And everything in between. Each week, we will talk to different couples from all over. And wedding vendors across the world. To show that even though we may be going through unprecedented times, your special day is still within reach. Hello, our guest today is Candice. Hi, Candice. Hi, I'm Candice, or Mrs. Young, I guess now. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> Welcome. We're so excited to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Where did you grow up? I'm from Pasadena, California. I currently live in Altadena, which is only like five minutes up the road. Where did you go to school then? Because I know we were talking before how we have a mutual friend. So you went to school then on the East Coast? No, I actually went to school at Spelman. But I joined grad chapter, which was here in Pasadena. And we're both in the same grad chapter of the story. Oh, gotcha. Okay. How long have you and your fiance been engaged? Well, we got engaged the day before Thanksgiving last year, 2019. Were you expecting the proposal? Okay, expecting it, not at that exact moment, but yes, I was expecting a proposal at some point. Um, (laughs) But that day, no, I was completely surprised. And it was actually like a, I don't know if you can say like a double proposal, but he proposed to me in our driveway. We were getting ready to go somewhere where I thought we were going somewhere got dressed and we're getting ready to leave and I'm like come on we have to hurry and so then he's down on one knee I'm like what are you doing we're already late and then he proposed and then he told me I couldn't put the ring on though because he was like I don't want everyone to know or whatever so just hold on to it so then we go where we were going which I thought we were going to pick up food to go to a friend's giving mm-hmm. turns out we were going to the restaurant where our family was and then he like did it again and was like, where's the ring? I'm like, you told me not to wear it. So I left it in the car. And he was like, okay. So he goes back to the car and brings it in and then gets down on one knee and then everybody's oh my God. But they all knew that was going to happen. I was the only one that was surprised twice. <laughs> so you were proposed to twice within like same. an hour. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Did he talk to your family beforehand? He did. They knew for a couple of weeks and my brother helped my fiance, well, husband, organize the entire proposal. So that's why everybody was at the restaurant at the right time and everything. But he had showed them the ring and told my dad and then my mom and I think my siblings like two weeks ahead of time or something. When we were actually at the house, we were together, but I just didn't know that's what everybody was doing. I was like downstairs watching TV and they were upstairs. Wow. Yeah. If someone had told me that, I would be totally the person to give away the surprise. Yeah, I was really surprised, especially that my mom didn't say anything. She was like, if it had been any longer. (laughs) But yeah, they held it for two weeks. That's amazing. (laughs) Okay, so lockdown happened in March. Mm -hmm. How did you feel? My wedding date was June 12th, originally. So... We were far along and we were getting ready to send out the final invitations and I had pretty much done everything and I was like, okay, this is happening, but I didn't know how long that would last. So we forged ahead like it was going to, you know, clear itself up by June, but it was exhausting because I got engaged in November and then by March, I had planned pretty much the whole wedding already. And I was like, I don't want to argue about the details anymore. This is what's going to happen. By March, I was just done and I thought that it would happen on time. It would be fine. 
You're a warrior for planning a whole wedding in what is that, eight months? Yeah. That's incredible. I just want to bow down to you. I'm a really organized person. Hello. That is a trait I do not have. So I admire that for sure. We were slated to get married in June. Mm-hmm. You had heard about the pandemic and everything, but all of us, a lot of in the last two weeks. So you proceeded. Were there things that you did change a little bit leading up to June? We proceeded like normal until the end of April. Mm-hmm. And then it was, okay, this isn't going to clear up. And then everything changed. We started contacting everyone to try to like postpone or get the money back. We didn't proceed past May. I think I contacted all my vendors and put them on standby. And the wedding was going to be at the country club and it was for 220 people. And so that, (laughs) yeah, that we were, okay, we'll talk to them and see what they say, but they weren't going to hold any weddings anyways. And we were like, okay, even if we can hold it, it's not going to be 220 people anymore. So what do we do? And so it was just a lot of back and forth of talking to everybody, but knowing it wasn't going to be in June. It was like pushing it back. But what are you willing to do when it is time? And then can I have my money back? Did you cancel some vendors? Were you able to get some money back? I did. The country club actually gave us all the money back. Mm. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Altadena Country Club and they were really trying to work with us. And we're like, this is something that's unprecedented. So there's nothing we can do. They wrote the contract, gave us the money back and was like, hopefully you work with us in the future if you decide to have a wedding. And that was it. We pushed my other vendors and I ended up using my photographer when I did get married in August. The rest, they gave me my money back initially. And then we redid a contract for the August wedding for all my other vendors. Are you still slated on going on a honeymoon or has that been compromised? Our honeymoon was actually going to be a family vacation, which we do every summer. My wedding was going to be June 12th and we were going to leave for the Dominican Republic with the entire family on June 17th. And so that didn't happen. So when we did get married, we just went to Huntington Beach for two days after the wedding. And we'll have to have a honeymoon in the future. Honeymoon part too. Yeah, whenever we can travel. The initial one, the big family vacation was canceled. We can't get the flights back, but we were able to cancel the actual vacation. I'm sorry to hear that, but it will definitely change and evolve into something wonderful when this is all over. We can do our thing again. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I'm hoping. (laughs) Was it a mini-money that you ended up having on August 22nd? Yes, it was 60 people as opposed to the 220. It was at in my parents. We used the front yard for the wedding and then the backyard for the reception. It was really beautiful. It could have been a venue. My parents did a wonderful job of making it like a fairy tale. It was probably exactly what it needed to be. I couldn't have imagined it being anywhere else after having it there. I was not expecting that when I thought I would get married at the country clubs. It was much smaller. We did cut a lot of people. We just had to make the call because we can risk everybody's health. Do you anticipate having a larger ceremony than next year as well? No, we're not going to do it again. It was a lot of work the first time. And then after having the mini ceremony and and reception. I don't want to do another one and I don't want to spend the money. It was whatever it was supposed to be. And that money can be used for so many other things that we want to do now. 
that I can't imagine going back and doing that again. What we were initially going to spend is, wow, we were crazy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know people always say with the word wedding that tax on 30, 40% off. Yeah, it's a lot. I'm actually coming up on my three-year anniversary <laughs> because I married a man. No one thought we were having a wedding. <laughs> All the vendors we're talking to, they were like, oh, they just thought it was a party. We never had to say the word wedding because no one thought it was a wedding, even though it was 2017, it was California. <laughs> we didn't get any markups on that because we were warned, don't say wedding or any of that stuff. Our florist was also a gay man too, but everyone else was just like, oh, what a wonderful party you're throwing. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what in the world did they think it was? Knowing what you do now, looking back over the past year, which seems like it's gone by like that. It's bizarre how time doesn't seem to exist in 2020. Yeah, I know. Is there anything you would have done differently? I think I would have probably not gone for the big wedding in the first place. I don't know if it would have been 60, but I think because we were forced to cut it down, I realized how many people, not that they're not important to our lives, but they didn't actually need to be there for that moment. That's really interesting. I am so curious to get your advice on this because it's something I'm going through at the moment with planning our own wedding, which is on hold for a variety of reasons, just because I used to live internationally and we want a lot of our wedding party to make it. And unfortunately, they're just overseas. Did you have invites out to people? Then you had to be like, hey, I'm so sorry. We had saved the dates out to all the 220 people, but... When the pandemic happened, it made it easy to keep sending out things like, we're still trying to figure things out and work with this. Thanks for the support. Our final message before we actually got married was, we've decided for everyone's health that we're going to have a much smaller version and we're going to record it and send out that after we've decided what we're going to do. We didn't give out the date or anything. The only people who knew were the 60 that we contacted later and said, okay, come on this day. We didn't really uninvite them. We just said, oh, that's not happening anymore. So you'll get a video. Mm-hmm. Was there any pressure to invite guests or anything like that? I wouldn't really say pressure, but my mom, because it was at my parents' house, that she was like her show. Pretty much like what she wanted was going to be the guest list. Really good point about the guest list and inviting people. The venue was maxed at 220. That's the only reason it was only 220. Mm. So... It could have been bigger. It was just everybody. I'm like, oh, no, I grew up with them. And they've watched me my whole life. That's my grandma's best friend. High school, college, job, new jobs, other jobs. (laughs) 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 So many walks of life. So it is hard to pare down. That's something I'm really excited for on the day. It's like worlds colliding. I wanted to ask you about your experience with wedding dress shopping, with you having such a quick turnaround. What was that experience like? So I found my dress early on in December, right after getting engaged. And then I think I started fittings in February. It did go into the lockdown. And then she was like, we're shut down. And I'll let you know when I'm opening back up. It was a little bit nerve wracking because I was like, what if something works out? But she's not going to be able to finish it. One, because I'm not getting fitted right now. And then she's closed, so I can't get it from her to get it somewhere else. That stressed me out a little bit, but... Like I said, everything shut down. And then once we made the decision in April that we just weren't moving forward, I was like, well, we can stay in there because mm-hmm. we're not getting married. Mine is actually in this back closet and it's really humid up here. And my mom actually keeps sending me damp red because she's so worried my dress is going to get molded. Mm. <laughs> 
it would be more relaxing not having it in the house. So I think you ended up with the best situation. I actually never had it at my house because he was here. So I, when I shopped for it, I shopped with my mom and then it stayed at her house until it went to mm. the shop. And then when it came back, it stayed at her house and then I ended up getting married there. So it never came to this house. <laughs> I know some couples will do like photo shoots for their year anniversary. Are you going to do anything like that? I had never thought about it. My cousin got married last November and she gave me the preservation gown kit. I, I'm going to have it preserved, but having a shoot or anything after a year, I guess it's something to think about. A friend of mine who got married overseas did their year anniversary photo shoot actually underwater. She wore her dress and the photos are absolutely stunning. It's so unlike anything I had ever seen before. So yeah, there are some really cool things you can do if you want to do your anniversary photos with your dress. Were you able to have your bachelorette party before the lockdown? We planned one and didn't have it. We were supposed to go away to Temecula, but I had a day with just my sisters the night before my wedding. Something like that, where it's just so intimate and going through a milestone all together. That just sounds incredibly meaningful as well. What would you advise newly engaged couples moving forward with starting to plan weddings during this time? I would advise to keep some Insta-Dry nail polish on hand all the time because everyone always wants to see your hand. But as far as the couple, I would say to just keep in perspective the reason you're doing it Mm. and not letting the wedding get bigger than the marriage. Mm. Because Mm -hmm. I don't know if everyone has this story, but we had lots of arguments about different random things, whether it was going to be kids being in it and just random details that are not important, but were getting between us Mm. that didn't make any sense. And looking back, what I would tell people is to remember the wedding is one day. And it is important, whatever you want it to be, it should be, but don't let it get bigger than the marriage, the couple, the relationship, or what it's really supposed to be. So don't, don't lose sight of that, I think. It's beautiful. That is really beautiful. Yeah. Did you know anyone that was going through a similar situation, like another engaged couple, another couple that were getting married this year? One of my sister's best friends' wedding was two weeks after the shutdown and they're not married yet. They're waiting. I'm not even sure where they are in that process, but it was right when it happened. We were at our outfits and we're going to the wedding the next week and that didn't happen. That has got to be so nerve wracking to have that happen that close to the date. That's crazy. Especially, I think the thing that's been so hard with this year is that there's no concrete answer as to when everything's going to be over and all the information keeps changing. So it's so hard to make plans when everything is so uncertain. You mentioned earlier that you are a wonderfully organized person. Do you have any advice for any tools for other people to use? What was your system for organization for your wedding? I actually used Zola. They have their own like checklist. Every vendor, they all have one. So I just would collect and then be like, okay, what's missing between all the different sheets that I'm getting? What are things that are actually relevant to our wedding? And then compiling one so that I can just check things off. I make lists all the time in my phone. I also color code my calendar in my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Getting a glimpse into kind of how different people approach that is really interesting. So thank you. So what is your favorite kind of wedding movie, which could be a movie about a wedding or a wedding within a movie. Father of the Bride. 
<gasps> I just was told recently they're redoing it. I did see that or some kind of commercial where I was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you can't mess with perfection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see Zendaya and I don't know who else is hot right now. Timothy Chalamet. Or, yeah. yeah, there it is. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> what was your wedding song? My wedding song was Spend My Life With You with Tamia and Eric Benet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's the jam. Yes. I know all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Candice, it was such a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for taking the time and talking to us about your wedding journey. We wish you the best of luck and a very happy and long and longevous marriage. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. We're all here for each other. So let's commiserate together. If you have any questions or want to share your story, email us at info at alteredpodcast.com. After I got engaged, I found myself doing all these traditional wedding things without necessarily knowing the history of them. Why are wedding dresses white? How did the idea of an engagement ring come about? Everyone has different ideas about the wedding party. Where did all that come from? So for our ending bit each week, we'll drop some super random wedding facts. I wanted to dig into whether or not the word wedding really does drive up price And I found a lot of interesting information about something referred to as a wedding tax. A study back in 2016 for Consumer Reports found that 25% of vendors had higher prices for weddings than for a similar type of party, including photographers, caterers, and DJs. It's interesting breaking down the cost for each vendor. For example, take a bridal updo. There's more time that goes into creating the look and how it will integrate with your veil, how it will photograph, so it costs more because it simply takes longer than a normal hair appointment. For venue cost, the price tends to be higher because it requires approximately three times the planning time of a straightforward party. Wedding planners say that you should expect 30 to 40% more for the cost of planning your wedding day. It's a high-stakes dream day with understandably high expectations. There's a lot of back and forth over many different decisions, which adds up. Ultimately, pricing information is difficult to compare because it's tailored to each couple, budget, and location. Some advice I found for dealing with costs is to be honest with vendors you really connect with about what you can and cannot afford. Some vendors do negotiate. And don't feel pressured to agree to anything you're not comfortable with. If your gut is telling you to walk away, you do you, walk away. (laughs) 